0: What better way to ring in the new holiday season than with this episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hello, friends. My name is John, the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold Dodson, and today I'm joined by... Travis, totally not Santa, but he has the beard for it,
1: Newman. And not as tiny as he used to be, Tim.
0: During this special holiday, we decided to pre-record our thoughts on what we've been playing and watching during these wintry months. It also seemed fitting to talk about the launch and reception of the new consoles, as well as some of our thoughts on that. So let's dive right in to what we've all been playing, starting with everyone's favorite tiny,
1: Tim. Uh, Pretty much the only thing of interest that I've been playing has been Hollow Knight. I have owned it on the PC for a long time, But it was uh, one of the free games on PlayStation Network uh, like a month or two back. So I went ahead and grabbed it, installed it. And then recently I've been uh, starting to really dive into it. And I mean, I was I had kind of high hopes for the game because it was a Metroidvania and it got really good reviews, but I'm liking it way more than I actually was expecting to. It's really good. Um, I haven't got this sucked into sort of like one of these style games in a long time. It's it's fantastic. If you like Super Metroid or Castlevania or one of those kind of games, you definitely have to give this one a try. Um, And you definitely want to play with a controller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no question.
2: So I played a little bit of that game and I liked what was there, but. Either I really suck at it or it's really hard at the beginning. And I'm kind of wondering if there's like a strange difficulty curve toward the beginning that kind of once you get over the hump, things kind of smooth out a bit because I was it's it's been a while since I played it. So I can't remember where I was or anything, but I was maybe I just need to get good. But I was not doing so well there.
1: It is definitely hard, but yeah. it's kind of one of those games where it's hard, but fair like you all the enemies more or less have a pattern. You just need to like learn it and then you're fine. Also, I do agree that it is actually a little bit harder starting out. as I've you know been playing it more, not only have I just kind of gotten better at the game, but you get more abilities, you get better gear, you know, you get better uh, medals that you can equip that give you different traits that you can you know that help you with the game. and you have more tools at your disposal so that the game itself just becomes easier. Yeah, it, it I would agree that it cool. is very cool hard in the beginning. There's a little bit of a hump. If you can get past that, then it smooths out as you keep going.
2: Great. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back to that then. I don't know why I stopped playing it. Something else probably came up that distracted me from it, but I was enjoying it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you're playing it on PS5, Tim and Travis. How do you play it? <laughs> uh, PlayStation 4?
1: <4. laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. Travis, yeah, I, are you I, I don't have the PlayStation 5 yet. Why? No, so it's only a thousand dollars on eBay. No Go kidding. ahead, Travis.
2: Freaking scalpers. <laughs> God, I hate yeah, scalpers well. on everything. Like I wanted that new um, NVIDIA card that was coming out, the 3060, because it was very reasonably priced for a brand new card like that. And mm-hmm. scalpers just went nuts with it. And now you have to pay double the <laughs> retail price for them. It's ridiculous. But no, I, I played on Lame. I played Hollow
1: Knight on PC. Awesome. Tim, uh Yeah, so the only other thing I wanted to mention in the playing department is uh, a friend of the show, Rhett, from Game Dev Quest, uh, hosted sort of like a retro gaming night. So we all dusted off Unreal Tournament 2004, and uh, we spent a night playing that one. Some classic, uh, what was it, Instagib, Capture the Flag nice it was so much fun (laughs)
0: 2004 might be one of the best shooters ever made Mm -hmm. Uh, in
1: terms of still is multiplayer fantastic Did you guys play onslaught at all um no we we just stuck to the capture the flag capture the flag um, is
0: great onslaught is amazing i love mm torland one of my most favorite maps of all time anyways go ahead i love Torland. yeah i I love 2004 i think that
1: game holds up so well it, you know, and of course, now that we're playing it on modern hardware, it's, you know, buttery, smooth frame rates. Uh, just absolutely. It, it was so much fun playing with those guys. And nice. really, that's about it for uh, what I've been playing. Travis, I haven't been playing
2: much, but I've been loving what I've been playing. Um, the new entry in, PS- in the uh, PlayStation Spider-Man franchise, the uh, Miles Morales, came out. Uh, three, four weeks ago, and it has become a game that I think I'm going to possibly go back to every year, uh, because it's a short entry. It's probably overpriced for the amount of content that you get. If you're expecting the same kind of stuff that you get out of, like you got out of the first Spider-Man game, uh, that's not it. It's more like a standalone expansion, in a way. But, you know, you play as Miles Morales this time and it takes place in Chris- at Christmas time and it just felt like the perfect game to be playing around this time and I th- think I might just keep doing that every year. Um the the controls if you're familiar with the first Spider-Man are basically the same but um Miles has some if you've seen uh Spider-Verse or any of the other portrayals of my miles morales you know he has some other powers that peter didn't have he's got the electric electric powers and power to go invisible which are really great for those stealth segments but yeah i blasted through that and then went right back and started over with a new game plus and went through it one more time and then i noticed the um like the last uh dlc for the original spider-man that i never played so i went ahead and finished that off and at that point, I realized I only had two achievements left for the original, which were to go through New Game Plus and do that on Ultimate Difficulty. So I just blasted through a quick playthrough of the original without doing any of the side stuff, just going straight through the the uh, main plot. And wow, that was a lot of fun and pretty tricky on Ultimate Difficulty. You don't get a lot of uh, chances to pull yourself back from the brink of death that way. But I love those games. Um I hope that we get more of them. They're setting up some really nice uh, enemies for future installments. Um, Don't want to give away too much if you haven't played that, but a familiar villain will probably be showing up next time. Uh, Aside from that, the only thing I think I've played of note over these past few weeks is Cyberpunk 2077, which just came out the other day. Uh, We're recording this on December 13th. PC
0: or PlayStation 5?
2: uh pc thankfully i was thinking i should get this on ps4 or xbox one because i'm not sure my pc is i could probably get a really nicer looking experience on a console than i can my pc and from what i've seen that is incredibly false (laughs) the console folks are
0: struggling with this game um 24 frames a second on some of those yeah like yeah. Last-gen consoles? Ooh. Ridiculous. Well, it's
2: worse than that, too, but like, like, sometimes the it seems like the textures just break. Uh, there's a lot of crashing issues, but, I mean, it's still not great in terms of performance on PC. Um, it's a pretty-looking game, but it doesn't seem like the visuals are the kind of thing that should tax my hardware as hard as it does. Uh, I know that I'm using a 1060, which is definitely not the top of the line video card, but I can also pump out some really demanding stuff at 4K on it, too. So I I know that, you know, a lot of people would say, well, you're just playing with a crappy car. But I've seen people with 3070s having problems as well. So <laughs> it's a really unoptimized game at this point. Uh, a lot of people are reporting bugs all over the place. I thankfully haven't seen any. I haven't had a single crash But yeah, they need to do some work on it. They've put out one patch to address some uh, stability and uh, optimization already, and they deem to do more. But, you know, bad stuff aside, I am having trouble putting this game down Um, with the exception of the launch problems. It's exactly what I was hoping it would be with the exception of driving. It's probably some of the worst driving mechanics I've ever experienced in a game, but thankfully you don't need those that much. But just the the world like playing through as V and, you know, living in this night city environment, it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, I'm about 20 hours into it, so I'm not sure how much I have left. It, it doesn't seem like I've even scratched the surface in a lot of ways. So uh, there's a lot, a lot of stuff to do. It's a lot of fun. If you can. Have some patience. Maybe don't check it out immediately, but I did
0: not have any patience. <laughs> question for you, Travis. <laughs> yes. So I didn't love the driving in Rage 2. I thought it was OK, but I didn't love it. Is the cyberpunk driving better than Rage 2 or worse? Um, That's a tough
2: question, honestly. I think... Well, much like with Rage, like picking up a controller for the driving makes the experience like, so much
0: better, 70 times,
2: times better, better, like in both yeah. games. Honestly, it reminds me of the Rage driving in a lot of ways. OK, OK. Um It's kind of a similar feeling where you, you don't feel like you're really have like the strong control like you feel like you should. It's, it's in both games. It kind of felt like it was tacked on a bit where they didn't put enough work into those mechanics. But right. Yeah, that's about it for me.
0: OK, so in terms of what I've been playing, uh, I wrote about this Cheerful ghost, but I uh, wanted to talk about it here. Um, So on Thanksgiving, my son was a gifted a pokeball with some Pokemon cards in it. And I've gotten him some Pokemon cards before, just, you know, a couple packs, at the dollar store, nothing crazy, because, again, you know, he likes he likes Pokemon ish. You know, he's you know, he's not like a huge fan, but, you know, they're kind of fun and uh, he's seen a couple cartoons on Netflix, and he thinks that's kind of cool too. But his uh, grandma, <clears throat> or Nana, uh, gave him a Pokeball with three packs of Pokemon cards in it. Now, unlike the Dollar Store cards, which has like four cards in it or something, that's not a lot. These are actually standard booster packs, and there's a lot of cards in there, like 10 or something. It's kind of ridiculous compared to what you get in a Magic booster, which isn't, isn't quite as many as this. But um, we opened one up, and one of the things I noticed... In the Pokemon packs now, um, and I got into Pokemon when it launched, and this was obviously not around then because you know, you know, the digital and there were no online card games there at the time back back when it launched originally. But um, is you can take the there's a code in there to redeem for a digital on Pokemon the collectible card game online. So we um, we had sort of fun with the with the Pokemon uh, card game, and then I decided, okay, well I'll create a Pokemon. Uh, card game account and just kind of redeem these codes. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I really like it. There's a, you can only play it on PC, Mac or iPad or a tablet. And it's a lot of fun. Um, each pack that you buy and then you buy it like a pre-constructed deck from the store comes with another code and you can, again, you can unlock it, which I think is like really, really smart. I mean, it kind of reminds me of stuff that, um, a while ago called you know club penguin and the like where you'd buy a little penguin this was quite a while ago and then you would can unlock it in an online version of the game or whatever you know you buy a plushie and then you can unlock it in it and sort of like this digital thing and it was a thing for kids quite a few years ago a lot of people remember um and it's kind of neat that pokemon's doing that now magic the gathering is online and i really hope they do something very similar to this because you know having like something you buy in real life have a digital component just adds value to the thing that you buy and i think it's really really neat so um and again like i've been playing pokemon online and it's a lot of fun like i'm you know play with people online and you get a fair amount that's free and daily um things you can unlock but yeah it's really cool to be able to go to the store buy a pre-constructed deck and then play it online against people it's really neat so um, yeah, Pokemon, the collectible card game. So if you, if your kids get those cards and you want to play it online, make sure you snag the codes and you can sort of build your online deck. So, um, another game that I talked about, um, after I got my, um, after I got my iPad a little while ago was, uh, a game I sort of talked about when I sort of reviewed, um, a bunch of iPad games was call of duty online. And I've been playing that game, you know, just, playing it. It's it's really fun. It's nice to just get in and sort of play a Counter-Strike kind of shooter. And it's also has a uh, a um, battle royale component as well. It's kind of neat because, you know, Epic and Apple have been involved in this lawsuit, which means that Fortnite can't play that on iPad, which is really sad because I really like Fortnite a lot. I'd like to you know, be able to play it again on my iPad or whatnot. But, you know, Call of Duty online with a controller is a lot of fun. You know, it's a, again, it's a free to play game and it annoys you just like all those games do. And you get in, you get up 50,000 ads for all these skins you could buy. But once you sort of tap those away, it's a fun shooter to play with a controller on on an iOS device. Um. So, again, as I've been playing a lot of <clears throat> iPad games with controllers and such, one that sort of came to um my uh, my, my attention was this game called the Swords of Ditto. Swords of Ditto is a Devolver digital published game. You can actually get it on PC, um, which recently came, uh, which recently got an update. But uh, the idea is that you, it's sort of like a Zelda game, <clears throat> sort of a top down hack and slash game, but it's a roguelike. And uh, and basically you, the game lasts for a certain amount of time. And then after a certain amount of time, you have to fight the final boss. And in that time, Um, that passes, you can level up and you gain more strength. And if you do certain things in the in the game in that amount of time, you can have the final boss have less power and then, you know, increase your chances of killing them. So it's it's a really interesting like roguelike in that it cycles and you know it's meant to be played with if you know one run could last you a couple hours and you're meant to play it for a couple hours and then get to the final boss and win or lose and if you die then a hundred years in in the game pass and then you and the new sword of ditto emerges and then you try to take the final boss again and just keep doing it until you beat them uh beat the final boss and it's really fun it's got a really really great art style um and again it works really well on the ipad Um, with a controller you can get on the switch too if you want so yeah really really interesting game swords of ditto i got it for 199 on the ipad you can't be a price like that so um so if i'm thinking about the two games i've been playing the most though um which is the new this Fortnite. there's a new season out i've been playing that on pc um and it's kind of been advertised with this new mandalorian skin that you can get as part of the battle pass i don't pay for Fortnite, so I don't really get any of that stuff. But um it's okay. It's it's all right. They you know every season they change the map up. It's the same game. I, I really like it. It's fun to get in and get out and kill people and stuff. So if you like Battle Royale and I I'm not like great at those kind of games, but it's a lot of fun. The new season's a lot of fun. Um, and I decided for the holidays, I wanted to play something light, um, but I decided to build a new shelter and fallout shelter. and it's been fun building that back up again and sending people out into the wasteland. and I recently just got my overseer's office so I could send people out on quests. and it's great. It, it, like, if you remember playing Fallout Shelter, we probably all played it on our phones, but now I'm playing it on my iPad, and it's so nice to have a bigger screen for it is really neat. Um, It's a fun game. It's the same fun game that we had before, but it's just fun to play again. I've I've been kind of wanting to do a full new replay again, and it's been really great to do that. So that's what I've been playing. Hey,
2: everyone, Travis here. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we hope you love what you hear. In addition to this podcast, John and I run Cheerful Ghost, where you can talk about all the games and other nerdy stuff you love. We also created Tale of the White Wyvern, which is a retro-inspired, sword and magic mini-MMO you can play with your friends. If you're a fan of Cheerful Ghost Radio, we hope you've also checked out Cheerful Ghost and like what we're doing there. And if you haven't played Tale of the White Wyvern, head over to thewhitewyvern.com and give it a shot. It's entirely free to make an account and play. Cheerful Ghost is a totally independent community and dev team, and we would love any support you can give us. If you head over to Cheerful Ghost and hit the heart at the top, we have a few different support options to choose from. If you want to tip us for the work we do, you can give us a donation through PayPal. Or, if you want to do a bit more, you can buy a yearly membership or subscribe monthly through Patreon. A membership gives you some neat perks on Cheerful Ghost, as well as member-only themes and cosmetic weapons, armor, and hats in Tale of the White Wyvern. Also, if you want to literally wear your support for us on your sleeve, we have a shop where you can buy t-shirts and mugs for Tale of the White Wyvern. We have a few colors to choose from, including the deepest purple you've ever seen. Thank you for your support. We hope you love what we do, and we look forward to bringing you fun content and games for years to come.
0: As the great Matthew McConaughey would say, all right, all right, all right. So, Travis. What have you been watching?
2: So I'll start with what the most recent thing that we've watched, which I got to say, the best movie that I have ever seen in my life, in which a piece of furniture is the villain killer sofa. We watched this on Amazon prime and, (laughs) um, we remember where I saw a trailer for this, but it is just like a bonkers movie from New Zealand where there is, you know, to start with it's a lazy boy recliner. So I'm not really sure you can call it a sofa, but you know, whatever, that's kind of a small nit to pick about this movie because it's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, so yeah, the, basically this woman has a possessed lazy boy who falls in love with her and, um, as you,
0: as one does. Yeah, yeah,
2: sure. You know, that old gem.
0: Um, Oh yeah. Well then there,
2: I, I, was looking at the uh, cast on IMDb because there was a couple people that look familiar, but I hadn't seen any of them. But the reviews for that are like three point something or other on IMDb. And I just I'm just thinking like this movie is leg- exactly what it was trying to be. And it's a lot of yeah. fun. Like, come on, guys, just have some fun with this, because they clearly were. Uh, yeah, I definitely recommend it if you like some schlock. Um, some really I like some schlock, yes. campy h- comedy horror, then it's probably going to be right up your alley. Ah uh, we uh, there's a movie that we had been thinking about watching a couple times off and on over the years that we finally got around to watching Game Night. Um I don't remember it releasing. I just had seen it come up later. It's Jason Bateman and uh Rachel McAdams as two very competitive like a married couple who they start playing this game with Uh, Jason Bateman's character's brother and a a bunch of their friends where, you know, somebody's going to be kidnapped from the apartment and you've got to find out who like have to like solve the mystery, but then his brother actually gets kidnapped and they think it's all part of the game. Um, Honestly, I did not realize this movie was going to be as funny as it was when we started watching it. I am so upset that I slept on it for as long as I did. Uh, If you've, never seen it, never heard of it. Go watch a trailer for it. Uh, even the trailer will probably get you laughing in a couple of places. And it's not the kind of movie where like all the funny parts are in the trailer. Like it is funny from beginning to end. Uh, another movie in the campy horror comedy genre, the dead don't die. And this movie has,
0: (laughs) I've seen it. Yeah.
2: Hell of a cast. And it uh, does
0: like, Bill Murray,
2: Adam Driver. um, Jesus, I can't even remember who all was in this movie, but. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bill Murray and Adam Adam Driver as uh, two partners on the local police force. Absolutely hilarious chemistry between the two of these guys, yeah. too. And the way they great. they're great, break the fourth wall constantly, like the movie opens and they're listening to the theme song of the movie on the radio. Bill Murray's <laughs> character. Is like, Why does this sound so familiar? Adam Driver says, well, it's the theme song. It's called The Dead Don't Die. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's just kind of emblematic of the humor that you get like through the entire thing it's amazing uh basically zombie outbreak they're trying to figure out what's going on
0: i like the ending to that movie a lot it's it's really it's really fun yeah yeah
2: it is another movie that we watched is called run and it is kind of the opposite of a comedy <laughs> it is really kind of painful to watch in some places the the plot is um a mother taking care of a paralyzed daughter. Um, Sarah Paulson is the lead. I guess she's the, not the lead. She's the mom taking care of her daughter. And it seems like maybe she doesn't need to be taken care of as much as she would have because her mom's been poisoning her. And so it's, it's basically a story of her trying to escape from Sarah Paulson's character. And, uh, the actress who plays her daughter is like brand new, had never been in anything before and is phenomenal. I hope that we see her in more things. It's uh, on Hulu. I'm not sure if you guys have Hulu, but if you do, it's uh, I think it's like a 90 minute movie and it's definitely worth your 90 minutes. The last one I want to talk about is um, a shameless plug for my friend. Uh, <laughs> there is a movie on Hulu again with a great cast called happiest season. Uh, it's got.
0: Is it about 2022?
2: <laughs> it is not about
0: 2020. <laughs> um, oh, okay, I thought it was like a biopic or something. No, about no one's life. 20, okay, uh,
2: Mackenzie Davis and um Kristen Stewart oh, are cool. a couple, and um Mackenzie Davis's character wants to bring her girlfriend home for Christmas, but on the stipulation that she can't tell anybody that they're gay because her parents don't know yet. Uh, it's got a great cast besides them. Allison Brie, Aubrey Plaza, um, Mary Steenburgen is her mom. Uh, and also Mary Holland is one of her sisters who is also one of the writers of the movie, who is also somebody I basically grew up with. And I'm so proud of her for this movie. It is an amazing movie. And I'm really happy for her like, to be doing this well with like a, such a stellar cast and a really solid Christmas movie. So, yeah, shameless plug for a friend. But you get, if you have Hulu, you should check that one out as well.
1: Thank you, Travis. Tim? All right. So as far as what I've been watching, um, there was this little indie sci-fi show called The Mandalorian. Uh, season Mandal- 2 what? came out what yeah the, the mandalorian it's uh it's a tie to this other like like old like 70s sci-fi movie you know um but it kind of does its own thing yeah but it's it's been really really cool and fun and you know they they brought in some like characters from one of those like old movies you know and it's it's pretty interesting to see how they're doing it i think they've been doing a good job and that's to say that I've been geeking the hell out about season two of Mandalorian. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Yeah. I. And the thing is, is like, if you had described this season to me after season one, because like in season one, I was like, I love that it's like its own little corner of the Star Wars universe. Like, obviously it's connected. Like there's a few, like they mentioned the larger Star Wars universe, but it wasn't like directly tied to it, you know, at least not obviously this season is very much tied to everything that's come before mm-hmm. the movies, the cartoon shows, like the prequels, the originals, the sequels, like, like you know, the books and they've been the leaning into it, it hard, in. but they've been doing it so well yeah. that it's fantastic. I can't believe like how good it's been turning out.
0: Um can, can I can I talk about The Mandalorian for just one second? Go for it. Yes, please. Okay. It's not any good, and this is why.
1: <laughs> There's oh. no
0: backstory in it for Snoke. Ah,
1: uh, actually, <laughs> there might be. There might. Be. There probably is. Because I don't if, know. They didn't explain can, his
0: golden pajamas, guys. I'm I say just a, telling you. Can I
1: say a bit of a spoiler here? Do <clears throat> a small spoiler warning here.
0: All right, small spoiler warning for the Mandalorian. All right, small
1: now. spoiler for Mandalorian season two. OK, so um, are we all agreed that those clones in the tank, those were definitely like proto Snokes, you know, like that's yeah, obviously.
0: That's, well, whether or not Snokes actually in those tanks, it's definitely proto technology yeah. that yeah.
1: would like I don't think that was literally a- Snoke in that in that tube there. But this is obviously like their program that's heading towards uh snoke and eventually a new body for the emperor like it's definitely what's happening
0: oh i definitely think that that they're definitely hat tipping to that i don't know if they're going to do it for real but they're definitely hat tipping to that no what i mean of course obviously farcically is that we didn't get an exposition dump where people explain snoke that's that's (laughs) the joke and every star wars anything i ever watch in my life um, that doesn't have an explanation dump for Snoke is going to get a one yeah. out of 10 rating for me. That's right. all. I'm just saying that
2: cheerful ghost radio <laughs> episode, like 2,743 when we're talking <laughs> like, about where's my
0: Snoke backstory yeah. yeah. Where's <laughs> my Snoke
1: backstory. <laughs> yeah. Although, although it's, yeah, it doesn't matter. Continue. Continue. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Bando season two, I am loving it and I geek out every like minute of the new season it's so good (laughs) outside of that a lot of fun fun. yeah outside of that me and the family have been leaning hard into some christmas movies uh we've watched quite a bit here but some some notable examples here are um thanks to disney plus we've got all the disney ones on there like uh Mickey's Christmas Carol, Muppets Christmas Carol, Muppet Christmas Before Carol, Christmas. Man. so good. You know those are all on there. We've watched those um, after the kids have gone to sleep. Uh, me and the wife we watched Krampus. That's kind of become a tradition with us. It's sort of a dark comedy horror set at Christmas time. It's great if you haven't checked it out. I really enjoy it. Uh, and then of course there's two of our favorite. Christmas movies of all time, Die Hard's one and two. Um, one movie I wanted to talk about with you guys though is, I, I'm assuming everybody here has seen the the original, the Santa Claus, the the one with Tim Allen where he becomes oh yeah Santa, mm-hmm. yeah. It's been well, a few years, I had but, never yeah. seen any of the sequels, but they're all on Disney Plus now. So yeah, they are Santa Claus and Two. the kids, the wife, Santa we Claus sat three. down and we decided to watch. The Santa Claus 2. And have you guys ever seen that one? Oh, yeah. It's the mm-hmm. one with the fake the Santa. With the, with the Santa, robot fascist Santa. Kindle Santa?
0: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> I did not the see one. that one Tim Allen coming. plays
0: a good fascist. I'm going to say it. He really does.
1: <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that I saw the second
0: one, but
2: none of them after so that. Much I don't drums. remember a fascist robot Santa, though.
1: Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. There is absolutely... <laughs> fascist dictator, Kendall Santa. And they make a very big point that he's the Ken doll with no bits down there.
0: <laughs> it's funny. It's a good one. I, I, I like that one quite a bit. I, actually, yeah, I think it's very, fun.
1: I was expecting it to be just sort of like a rom-com because the whole, you know, the whole thing is that he has to find a Mrs. Claus in order to stay being Santa Claus, which raises all kinds of questions. Like <laughs> I have so many questions about, how the santa claus magic business works not to mention it's maybe you know what what could be wrong with having a mr claus you know with santa claus come on guys this is definitely not a very progressive movie here but um yeah when they started bringing out like fascist dictator santa i lost it (laughs) it's really funny it's fun yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think you're gonna like, like the third one, man. I mean, um, I I don't want to spoil it for you a little bit. Uh, look, yeah, small spoiler, but time travel, baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well we'll have to watch that one with the family here soon. It's fun. Was, it's fun.
0: That's it's not insane. quite as good as the other two, but it's okay. It's pretty good. Plus Martin Short's in it, and he's he's really he's he's just he's just bonkers in it.
1: Yeah. And that's oh uh, one other thing that we've been watching is we discovered that pretty much all the seasons of Whose Line Is It Anyway is on HBO Max. Oh, nice. And, you know, just with all the crap that's happened in 2020, it never fails to make us laugh every night. We've gone through a lot of episodes, and there's a lot more on there for us to go through. But... (laughs) It's so funny. And and it is kind of a time capsule, too, because they reference, you know, modern events frequently on the show. So it makes it very easy to place where exactly it's happening. <laughs> and that's it for what I've been watching.
0: So recently, as I said, when I started the playing section, uh, is we had Thanksgiving happen and I've got Apple TV Plus. I, I think I mentioned that before. And Apple TV Plus is rebooting Peanuts. You've got the first thing they did to reboot the Peanuts brand, which is uh, Snoopy and Charlie Brown, etc. They did it with Snoopy in space, which is a really fun show about Snoopy heading to this through the space program. And it's a really fun show for kids to talk about space. And it's it's really, really cute. Um, They've also been. You know, Apple TV Plus has been trying to license a lot of content Good because they don't have a lot of content, really. One of the things that they've been able to license is more Peanuts shows. And so one thing that they licensed was It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, which I've owned on DVD for a long time. I bought I love holiday specials from my youth. Obviously, the Charlie Brown stuff was really big for me. So we got that on DVD. But Apple got the It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and they convert into hd and um i was like okay cool it's the first time i'll be able to see it in hd again i've always really only seen it on just standard four by three broadcast tv and dvd and wow does this look really good whoever cleaned up that special did an amazing job it looks fantastic if you've got apple tv plus and um I definitely recommend checking out those old specials. They're still in four by three, but they just look fantastic. They're also streaming. I haven't seen this one. It's Christmas time. Charlie Brown again. Um, I haven't seen that one yet, but, uh, <clears throat> but, uh, the, 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 the HD treatment they did to that special was fantastic. So again, uh, on thanksgiving every year uh it's mystery science theater 3000 turkey now now apparently people watch other things on thanksgiving day but i i don't know anything about those but i watch mst's 3k's turkey day every year religiously this year it was a really good stream in fact you can go to cheerful ghost you can still watch all of it on youtube Um, All 11 hours if you want to relive it. Um, And that was so much fun because, you know, again, they 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 recorded new segments um, for it with um, with the MST3K live cast. They brought back some of the new cast members um, for seasons uh, 11 and 12, and it was really fun to watch it. They did some new riffs. Uh, It it was a really great time. So I watched that on Thanksgiving because it was really, really, you know, I love Mystery Science Theater 3000. And again, as part of my I'm going to watch every episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 after that, I've been watching a couple uh, episodes, a couple I'll note uh, that I've seen recently. The Girl in Gold Boots. (laughs) It's like some like old exploitation film about this woman who wants to be a dancer. And originally I thought, oh, she wants to be a ballet dancer or something like a like in the ballet. And just she's working at this like divey, you know, um, cafe off the road somewhere, you know, since somewhere in like Nevada or something like that. And this guy comes by and is like, yeah, you know. And she's like, I want to leave, you know, uh, my job, and she leaves, and um, she becomes a go-go dancer. Ah, i it, anyways, it, it's it's about drug use and it's just terrible. It's but it's fun and hilarious and. <laughs> Just, I, I kind of cringe at some of these old exploitation movies and stuff. Watching them through a modern lens, but Mystery Science Theater Two Thousand brings it up really well. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, it was just ridiculous, but I loved it. Um, another movie I saw, um, was Future War. This movie, <laughs> okay, so this is a movie where it starts in the future where. And if you watch the beginning of Future War, I don't even think it makes sense. Um, And they explain it with like words like in the future, uh, mankind has been enslaved and they've brought dinosaurs back to fight against or something. So somehow mankind is enslaved and then there are dinosaurs that they're fighting and then they go back in time. To, I don't, I don't like,
1: get what's so hard to understand here. I mean, I, they're at war. They brought back dinosaurs to fight. I mean, it, yeah, it, makes, it perfect makes sense, sense to, to me. me. And yeah. people
0: yeah. are enslaved. But then there's this. And it's dude in the future. Who's. Yeah. And then they go back in time to like the 90s or the 80s or something. And then there's this guy who is like a clone, but he's a robot or something. I don't even understand. Anyways, then the dinosaurs come back mm, in time. The classic and clone fight. bot. People. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's so weird. It, I, it's awesome, <laughs> but it's confusing. The <laughs> plot is really confusing, but dinosaurs come back in time. And I don't know why you needed to go back in time for that. But anyways, it's awesome. Future <laughs> War. Don't try to make sense of it. Just just watch it. Um, so, again, another movie I saw on Apple TV Plus was this movie called Greyhound. It's a movie that was written and um, produced by Tom Hanks. Um, if you're looking for a fun war movie, <laughs> I guess it's not fun, but if you're looking for a cool war movie about, you know, this is a story about, you know, taking a um, fleet of boats um, over to the over to England um, in World War One, I, I believe, or two. I, it's, anyways, it's it's really, really well done. It really showcases, you know, how different technology was back then. And it's a really solid Um, it's a solid war movie, so if you're, it's kind of akin to, I guess I would compare it to Christopher Nolan's, um, movie. What was the one that he did, um, says last war movie, uh, before Tenet, it was the movie before Tenet, uh, gee whiz, I don't, oh, hell, what's the name of that movie? Yeah, um, well, anyways, Christopher Nolan's, it's, it's very similar to that kind of style of war film. So I've been on rewatch. I like I have a lot of movies, so I like rewatching them from time to time. One movie I recently rewatched is Rise of Skywalker. Um, I I like this movie more every time I rewatch it. And um, and we've talked about it. There's nothing more to say about it, but a lot of fun watching it again. Just, you know, just sitting down. I'm like, "Eh, I'm just going to watch this movie again. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, And also gravity. Uh, Wow. Is this it's still really, really good. I love that so much. I know, I know. Ah, oh, it's so good. Gravity. If you haven't seen it, just treat yourself. It's so tense, though. It, it, I forgot how tense this movie is. I was, it, it. really is. It's just so good. Sandra Bullock is incredible. Um, uh, George Clooney is really good. Maybe one of the shortest performances of his I've ever seen, but he's, he's superb. Uh, it's just a fantastic movie. Um, and so, um, my my family and my mom, my my mom and my dad, they got me my Christmas present early. And um, it was uh, Knives Out on 4K and my wife hadn't seen it before. And I was like, hey, please watch this with me. And she didn't really want to see it before, but kind of kind of pretty pleased her into seeing it. And wow, this is so much fun to watch again. And she really enjoyed it. I, She was so much, but she's a counselor. So she caught a lot of the things that I didn't catch the first time <laughs> just watching it straight through. I'm like, how did you what, what? Just these little personal cues that she picked up. But Ryan Johnson's uh, Who Done It is is really good even a second time. And then since I had it, I was able to watch a lot of the special features and it's really good. Like who makes movies with special features as rich as that, you know? um, I really enjoyed the special features on the last Jedi. This probably isn't as many as that. Uh, It's missing that really big documentary uh, that the last Jedi had the director and the Jedi, but uh, there's nothing equivalent to it in Knives Out, but all the special features are really good. And in fact, one of the highlights is the special feature where the director of photography, Steve Yedlin, who's just he's one of the probably the best directors of photography in Hollywood right now, who works with Ryan Johnson and all of his movies, uh, talked about the process they used to make the movie and how they used digital to film it and then how they made it look like film and the choices they made on lighting and you just really don't get that kind of rationale from most behind the scenes and it was really really good. So um Knives Out, real good. Um check out the director of photography special feature on that uh Blu-ray. It's really fun. And like Tim, I watched The Mandalorian season 2. Um you know, uh all my thoughts uh you know, I, I sort of made in that joke, but but I, there. I have a critique from the Mandalorian season two, and we're going to save it for a later episode of Trifo Ghost Radio that we're gonna that we're gonna release a little bit uh, closer to Christmas. So um, now, Netflix recently released a new David Fincher movie called Mink. So a lot of people seem to really love this new movie. Um, It's kind of filmed in this retro noir style. Um, The audio is mixed in that way. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the score, which is all 1940s, 30s era jazz. Um, So there's a lot of this movie that I like, like the concepts of. But in terms of the movie, I I didn't think it really came together for me. And I didn't even finish it. And I love Dave Fincher movies. I just don't get the point of it. And it really just wasn't for me. Um, so, but if any, if any, if history is a guide, anytime I critique something, I'm going to get a lot of people that tell me I'm wrong. Um, I just want to bring up that, like what the the thing that I said that it's so far in almost all cheerful ghost radio, that's been the most controversial was when I said season two of the umbrella Academy wasn't very good. (laughs) So many my friends reached out to me and like, you're wrong. Which, by the way, if you're going to tell someone that you don't agree, probably isn't the way to do it. But like everyone it was just like, by the way, you're wrong about that, and it's like, a way to open it.
1: <laughs> I, I do on
2: that one as well, too, didn't you, Tim?:
1: Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, yes.
0: No, it's all good. It's it's all fine that people don't disagree. But anyways, so I, I'm probably gonna get everyone be like, Mank is so good, you are wrong. Which is fine. I'm I'm happy to be wrong. Happy to be wrong. It's just opinion. Um, and then a fine, and by the way, keep telling me I'm wrong, people. I, I I'm fine with that. And <laughs> but apparently there's a lot of uh Umbrella Academy fans. So uh finally, I am a huge Rankin base fan. Now Rankin. And base these are the two those are the last names of two people that created Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, the stop motion stuff they created, the amazing Hobbit cartoon, which I would say is probably better than the movies, um, and a lot of other stuff like Santa Claus is coming to town, You're Without Santa Claus, Frosty the Snowman, all these Christmas greats. Rankin Bass, their production company, did it. Now I've got a lot of their stuff. I've had it for a while. This year I was like, you know, what? no messing around anymore. It's time to complete your entire collection of Rankin based classics. So not only did I finally get Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, Frosty, You're Without Santa Claus, etc. On HD, you know, it's time to upgrade Rudolph and get him in HD. So much felt. Um, But I decided to also get every single one of the Rankin based holiday shows. So I watched one recently that i have to talk about because it's ridiculous and amazing and you guys need to run and rush to go see this if you can which is the leprechaun's christmas gold it's literally about an island of leprechauns and a banshee and them trying to keep their gold and it's ridiculous I'm not okay, so I'm not usually one to say racism and white people in the same sentence. As in, as in, you can be racist against white people, (laughs) but this movie is like there, like in the way that they talk about Irish people. I'm wondering if it's race because it's just so ridiculous the names they have for these leprechauns and the way they talk and the way they. I don't know. I'm just like, if I was Irish, I think I'd burn this movie to the ground. But it's hilarious. And it's just so ham fisted and it's just I don't know. I I don't know what real Irish people think of this. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know. It's but it's so bad. It's so good at the I was just laughing and just being like, this is ridiculous fun. But if you're looking for something that some holiday movie that's not even like it's a stretch that leprechauns and christmas are even related but anyways this movie makes that stretch and boy oh boy is it terrible so the leprechauns christmas gold and that's what i've been watching now he's really I'm just telling you because i like you along. i'm a big fan. Recently, uh, we got a new wave of next generation consoles in the Xbox series launch and the PlayStation five. So as the uh, consoles came out, we've read a ton of reviews about them. We've gotten more information about the launch bugs and the issues with them. And we wanted to talk about that um, and our thoughts on the next generation of consoles and you know we've talked about that you know over the last couple months and for planning on getting them and i just kind of wanted to check in with you all and see if anything changed in terms of that like um travis you've seen um some of the bugs and problems with the new consoles you've seen some of the reviews of mm-hmm. them i know last time we talked you seemed to be edging to the ps5 i'm wondering if anything's changed in that department is it you know are you still ready to boot up to that or are you thinking about it or what what's going on what are you thinking about the new playstation or the new consoles
2: i will probably if if like trends go the way they do i'll probably wait like a year or two and get a ps5 yeah. and then wait a year or two after that and get an xbox series x that seems to be what i always do yeah start with the playstation go with the xbox and it's like it has been since the ps I don't know. The PS1 really, it's because of the games that you can play, the the first party games and um there's so much that the Sony Sony has for exclusives that Xbox doesn't that that still keeps me coming back. And, you know, the backwards compatib- compatibility on the Xbox is still amazing to me that they're they're keeping um
1: yeah, I think that's years. incredible.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, for every,
1: every generation, every generation, yeah, all of them.
2: No, it's, it's not even most of the games, but it seems like they had like the popular ones, I think between, oh yeah, between the, um, Xbox one and Xbox series S and X. I don't think there were any drops in that one. If I'm not mistaken, I think you can play every Xbox one title on the series. I'm not 100% sure about that, but I was really heartened to see that. The PS4 is basically the same, the PS4 to PS5. I think there were seven titles, seven PS4 titles that can't be played on the PS5, but they are, all the other ones can be. So that's really good news. And I understand that one of the, the bugs going on with the Xbox Series X is that sometimes that backwards compatibility just doesn't work. Uh, one of the launch bugs, but I'm sure they'll get that worked out because that is one of their big selling points.
0: Yeah, I imagine they will. Tim, one of the thing we we noticed with the new consoles is you can't buy them unless you want to spend thousands. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't see any relief on the horizon. No stores have been able to sell them. It's been it seems like, you know, um, bots and uh, scalpers have been getting as many as they can. It doesn't look like there's any, you know, time that we're going to get them. So, you know. Would that matter in, i mean it, it, the question that i have for you is you know and then, then i'll can you talk about you know what you think of the next generation consoles too but like is there a world where if you can't get a playstation 5 in the next couple of years are you gonna get are you buying it secondhand or are you gonna buy it from a scalper at all or are you just gonna wait until oh, you can no. actually
1: get one yeah there, there's no way i'm gonna like first of all i think scalpers are scum of the earth so there's no yes. way i'm gonna reward their behavior <laughs> you know, so even if no matter how bad I w- might want a new system, I will just sit tight and wait until I can buy it at the retail price from a store or online or something like that. You know, hmm. I'm not going to buy it from a scalper. Even if it means,
0: Travis, same question for you. You can't get it for two years. You're just not going to get one because it could mean it. I mean, we're. I mean, I don't know. It's possible, I suppose. Hmm. No,
2: I'd probably still wait it out. Okay. I don't think there's anything that I can't wait a couple of years for, but I don't think it'll be that long. I, I, I don't know. It might be, <laughs> but we'll thing see. The thing is,
1: if the PlayStation you know, 5 uh, is that hard to get for like two years, it's probably just going to push me more into PC gaming <laughs> rather than right. buy a yeah. scalper. Like, if I'm going to spend that much on gaming, I might as well just get a better video card, right. you know, and a bigger... Uh, Solid state drive, a few more RAM and just upgrade my PC.
0: Right. If you were going to get PlayStation 5, Travis, you'd, you'd get the one with the disc, right? Tim, same for you, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. yeah, Interesting. Is there any interest in y'all? Because, Travis, you're going to get the PS5 first and then PlayStation or Xbox after that. Are Probably. you thinking Series S or are you thinking X if you would get an Xbox? Because, I would go Yeah, X. if you go all digital, you know, you could get the. No, I don't really have one.
2: much of an interest in going all digital. Um, OK, yeah, and it's not just the disc. There's a it's not quite as beefy of a console. So I want to go with the
0: the X for sure. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah I, mean, I still like my physical media. I'm not super interested in a discless um, console at this point. I agree with y'all, frankly. And and I, I think that
0: Microsoft is. um With their Games Pass, like I said before, I think they're doing something that is really compelling and I think is awesome. It's just that. It's just that, right, exactly. For the moment, I would rather buy a Series X and instead of paying the $15 a month, I would rather buy a $15 or less game on Xbox. And if you think about what's out there on Xbox, you can get a lot of games for under $15. on a yeah, disc yeah like the that was, games
2: that are you know a few years old but still freaking incredible right yeah.
0: right like the rare replay collection or 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 there's so many games so again i would rather just buy the games you know i'm not saying that and then take advantage of those digital sales you know where you can get game like steam cheap you know what I mean? And then start my, um, collection. But I think for me, like I've said, it's going to be the Xbox. Um, cause again, I, I like what they're doing more. Um, and I'm not a, a huge fan of the way Sony's approached the PlayStation four and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, <laughs> definitely. think that's the way I'm going to roll, but you know, I definitely agree with you both that, you know, you could just, you know, get all that on your PC too, and it would be fine. <laughs> so, but that's cool. All right um is there anything that's been uh surprising for you both about you know the new console launch or anything that kind of like you didn't expect in seeing the new consoles out there like um I think one thing for me that I saw is that how much people like how smooth the launches have been i mean taking aside the um the 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 stock issues right. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it seems yeah. like there haven't been, um, massive bugs or missing features in either one of the consoles. Um, you know, like some game launches maybe, but, um, I don't know. It seems like it's been pretty, pretty good. Like what Sony and Microsoft launched, uh, seemed to seem to work out pretty well for people. Anything else surprised you or thought was kind of interesting about these launches?
2: I was surprised to find out that even with the stock issues that the PS five is having, that they are apparently selling much higher than the Xbox Ones, or the Xbox Series. I'm still never going to get those names straight. I'm sorry, Microsoft, but go on.
1: <laughs> well, they brought that on themselves know, with their
0: stupid naming well, Can you buy an Xbox Series anywhere? Because, again, I don't think you can, right? I, I mean, think
2: they're limited in the same way, but not to the same degree. And oh. it, it, I was reading something earlier where there's been like significantly more PS5 sales since launch, which kind of surprised me because I thought hmm. that the PS five stock issues were far worse. It seems like it surprised them how high the demand was because they were caught with their pants down. I think, you know, if, if it was Nintendo, I would just expect it because they just like to play those kind of weird stock games for some reason. But it seems like it might've surprised Sony a little bit that so many people wanted one.
0: I agree. And, and I think it's, it's, it's even more weird considering the economy of the pandemic right now um and the fact that so many people you know seem to be out of work yet Mm -hmm. um here are these i mean i'll just say like systems that you know you don't really need and they're kind of expensive and you know they're people are tossing thousands on scalped versions. You know, it's yeah. like, what? How, what? <laughs> are we in the,
2: what? I mean, speaking of the pandemic economy, I saw where Fender had some insane sales this year. People picking up guitars to learn.
0: Guitars, yeah. So, yeah.
2: I mean, it could be people who really want to distract themselves from 2020. Yeah. That, But I think that you could pick up a PS4 and Xbox One for a little bit cheaper and distract yourself just as well i do agree with you it seems kind of odd that with the overall financial health of people going down that so many of these massive systems are selling
0: yeah yeah so that's our thoughts on the new console launches All right, everyone. So to wrap up this uh, special episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio, um, I was wondering if there's so I like giving and getting presents around the holiday season. Um, Still, still get really excited, you know, around Christmas to wake up and (laughs) open my presents. And I know you all do, too. So I was curious is there anything you're hoping that Santa Claus is going to bring you? Just, you know, maybe one thing or a couple things. Uh, hopefully that Santa Claus uh, stuffs in your stocking. Santa coal, maybe. Uh, starting with Tim. Tim, what do you want that jolly old elf to bring you this year?
1: Uh, I would really, really like it this year if you could bring me a COVID-19 vaccine. Um <laughs> Seriously, that is number one on my wish list right now. They're
0: making their way to the U.S. right now. I just heard it It is a couple million on their way.
1: Yeah. One thing I have to look forward to is that my wife works in um, the medical field, so she will be, you know, probably not first in line, but pretty high up on the list of people who will get a vaccine before that'll be really nice. So that'll at least, yeah, that'll put my mind at ease a lot (laughs) aside from that um i i don't know man this year i had a lot of trouble trying to figure out what even i want for myself for christmas let alone what to buy other people you know as far as like gaming and general geekery go i I think i put the switch smash brothers on my list oh yeah i don't have that one and it's you know quite a bit I think a couple years old now. So hopefully it's not still like 70 bucks or, <laughs> or however much they were selling it for. Uh, there's also a new D&D book, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything that I asked for. Um, I've mentioned it a couple times on the podcast before, but been uh, getting into D&D more and more. And the new book has like a bunch of new player options, some new DM options, a couple new subclasses. And uh, one new class, the the Artificer. So I'm looking forward to thumbing through that. Travis.
2: Well, Tim, you stole my COVID vaccine joke. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we all want the COVID vaccine. I think we yeah, all. Want please. Yeah, no kidding.
2: An end to the to the pandemic. Maybe maybe the oh, presidency. No I would like Santa to bring me to the presidency. That seems to be in contention yeah. still. So.
0: Couple of weeks early. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's going to, it'll be in January. It'll be, yeah. the, it'll be the Christmas present. We all open on January 15th. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I like Tim. Like you said, um, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording as well. Like with the fact that there haven't been really that many huge movie launches this year. So there's not a lot coming out on Blu-ray or 4k to, to buy, um, you know, in terms of gaming, I'm can't think of any new stuff coming out that i'm super into i it's it's one of those years where i can't really think much about what i would like to get uh and people have asked me like i'm having trouble getting something for you what do you want i don't know what i want I like, it's yeah i don't know if it's because of 2020 or you know COVID or just where i am in life but i'm not really not sure um you know while everything going on in the world is pretty crappy right now i think i'm pretty content with what i have and so whatever anybody gets me will
1: anti-american garbage (laughs) i know (laughs) don't you know that the spirit of christmas is commercialism right (laughs) new
0: new term i learned this year y'all uh literally i learned this term this year retail therapy I I didn't know that was a legitimate word. I I just thought we were consumer whores. That's what I called it. But um, retail therapy, Travis, uh, get that therapy.
2: Listen, if it's all about consumerism, then why does Santa wear red like a commie?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So so there's nothing. Nothing, huh, Travis? Yeah, nothing I can really think of, honestly. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Well, good luck, Katie. Um, (laughs) so. (laughs) um so i'm gonna call a couple things firstly i'm gonna tell everyone a present that i'm getting for my son because i like talking about what what i'm gonna give and uh don't tell him if you know him uh he's four so you know he'll probably forget even if you did but uh this will be fun he doesn't listen to this podcast because we say fuckety fuck so um (laughs) i'm glad he doesn't listen to this podcast (laughs) yeah me too i don't want him to i don't want him to be disappointed with me before he needs to be all right. So, so, uh, you know, it, so during COVID, um, my son and I, uh, decided that we were gonna instead of, cause we couldn't do things, we couldn't go to Disneyland, which we wanted to do this year. We were gonna ride that new Star Wars ride and all that. Ugh, couldn't do that. I mean, come on. Like, this is the worst kick to the gut, right? Honestly, like, like, Disney finally gets my letters, <laughs> makes oh, a star no. Wars land and I can't go and I no know. one can go. I mean, Tim I lives there. He must be ago. killing him too. Right. I mean, geez, and Tim, did you actually go at all? I to did. See it I went
1: once before, before it closed. locked okay, down. Unless,
0: yeah. She got to see it at least. Did you ride that yeah. new, um, that one ride with the, um, where you're going through the star, um, destroyer or was that? No, that
1: was not open at the time.
0: That ride looks crazy. I can't wait to do it. Yes. So we couldn't do that kind of stuff. Right. So what we've done instead was we we discovered all the places in Oregon to go for hikes and we were outside so much. And as part of that, we we just walk everywhere. And he you know, he was like four you know he just turned four in in june so you know we could walk miles and he and he got really you know, we got really good at walking you know and also got really good at carrying him sometimes but one of the things that as we're doing you know walking around now and you know it's winter and it's kind of rainier outside we just try to go outside as much as we can is you know it's it's in oregon and around this time there's a lot of mushrooms out and, you know, we pick them to, you we can show my wife when we get home and stuff like that, but I don't know what we can eat and what we can't eat. I I don't know what's going to poison us or, you know, get high with or whatever, you know, I have no idea.
2: Twice as big. I know that I'm not sure which one.
0: (laughs) Right. So we don't eat them because I don't, you know, I don't know what you can cook with and what you can't. So I, but I decided because he really enjoys picking mushrooms. I decided to buy him a little mushroom kit where you literally you take this box, you open it up, and you put water on it, and you can grow these mushrooms straight out of the box, and there you can eat them. So uh, I think he's gonna love that. You know, just having something that he can see grow and water it, and we gotta water it every day and watch the mushrooms grow, and then we can pick the mushrooms and then we could put them in our food. I think that's going to be great. I think he's going to love it. I love that kind of stuff when I was a kid. So I'm really excited about doing that with him. The little mushroom kit.
2: That sounds really awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, So one of the things that um, I uh, was thinking about getting and, and you guys are right. I mean, like, you know, there's not a whole lot of films out. So I decided to raid the past. So one of the things that I want to buy, again, I like physical media, is I want to get, and I asked for, um, for Santa, is the Star War, Star Trek original series on Blu-ray. So I can't wait to watch it in HD again. Like oh, I, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen it in HD. So I asked for that. And that's actually not that expensive, actually, because it's been out for a long time, you know. And so it's like 40 bucks, 50 bucks. So if I get that, that's like a ton of content. And I can't wait to watch those original Trek episodes in HD, you know, um, see that, you know, cheesy backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. So I love them for filming
2: that. that on like film instead of like the yes. TV stock. It's, yes. it's great. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think what they have on Netflix is the HD cut and it's beautiful
0: awesome so i'm I'm really excited about that and then just other games that i haven't got yet so another game i love the new super mario brothers um games and i don't have new super mario brothers Wii u deluxe on the switch and i hope i'm gonna get that one uh ask for that i really hope i'm gonna get that i and it's got new, new new luigi u on it um and i'm really excited about that so, um, and another present that I kind of know I got cause I bought it on like Black Friday or something <laughs> and I gave it to Francesca because I really wanted to open it on Christmas was the new Nintendo game and watch. Um, the reason why I bought it for myself was because Nintendo and stock issues, you know, with all these limited things Nintendo does, you got, you got to jump on it when you can. Yep. So I, I. I don't know I don't know why I need to have the original Mario Brothers in a game and watch when I have already have it on <laughs> a bunch of other things, but it's just one of those little things that as a kind of a Nintendo collector, I really want to play and it's got the lost levels on it and that kind of thing. so I'm really excited to open that. I even know I have it. It's not even a surprise, but um, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's cool. So I'm excited to, to open that even on Christmas, even though I know what I'm getting. So that's kind of cool. But I, but those things, you know, got, got something for my son. Hopefully, you know, maybe we get new Super Mario Brother Wii, Wii U Deluxe and that new Star Trek on HT. So.